Pashas Bukhokaisai starts the Pasuk in Bukhokaisai Taylechu Umishpatai Tishmaira. If you walk, so to speak, with Machokim and you keep my mitzvahs. Keeping the mitzvahs, we understand, refers to everything Hashem told us to do. That's what we're going to do. And if that's the case, the Teres Kodim already asked the question, what extra is added by saying in that you should walk, so to speak, with the Chukim? If you're referring to the Chukim, which are the mitzvahs in the Torah, which don't have explanation, so it should have also said, enough, you should keep them tishmeru, or you should makayim them. What does it mean to walk with the Chukim? And on that, Rashi brings <coughs> the answer of the Torah's Kronim. And that is, he says, You should be devoted to learning Torah. And it's difficult to understand. Where do you see in the words that a person should walk with the Chukim? An instruction to be Amel Batayra. Just to emphasize the question. In the second part of the parasha, where it threatens us with punishments if we don't obey Hashem. So there also we find two phrases. The first one is, If you're not going to listen, you know, and then afterwards, you're not going to keep all the mitzvahs. And there also, Chazal says, it's brought in Rashi, that you're not going to keep all the mitzvahs has already covered all the bases, so to speak, of not fulfilling the mitzvahs. And what does it mean you're not going to listen? But you're not going to be Amal Batayra. You're not going to devote yourself to the Torah learning. That one can understand. One can explain Torah as listening to Hashem. And therefore, if a person doesn't listen to Hashem, that means that they're not, they're not spending their time and energy and efforts learning Torah. But when the Pasuk says in the you should walk with the Chukim, how does that imply that we're not learning that a person has to be Amel Batayra? Last week we learned an important principle. We learned the Gemara in Tantainis which speaks about Revelaz of Shimon, who was on a journey. And he meets a person who looks extremely ugly. And this person greets Rabbi Rabbi Shimon. And in response, Rabbi answers him. And he says, Reiko, empty one. How unpleasant to look at you are. How ugly you are. And we asked, why would anybody insult somebody and draw attention to a physical blemish that they have. And I already call him a reiko. Because he's unsightly also means that he's empty. And we understood the principle that a physical blemish is a sign of a spiritual one. And if a person's features are so distorted physically, it's a similar that there's something very wrong with the Nisham. 
And therefore, Rabbi Loza addresses him and he says to him, Reiko, that's a term the Gemara uses for a person who is empty of mitzvahs. And he says, I see you must have done something incredibly wrong. That your neshama is so blemished that it has such an effect on your physical appearance. And Rabbi Loza thought he was giving him in Musa, and maybe this would be the catalyst into the truth. And the man answers him, go to the one who created me. What did he mean? We understood last week. What he meant was, I was born like this. And therefore, I'm not to blame for whatever Pagama and Shama has. And we understood a principle. And that is sometimes what a person does in this world after they leave the world. They go to Shemaim to be rewarded or Hashem to be punished. But sometimes a person had a job to do in this world. And he goes to Shemaim and it's determined he didn't do the job he was meant to do. He didn't fulfill them for function he was meant to fulfill. And in a case like that, Akhadish Baruch will send him back down again. Either to rectify what he did wrong, or to complete the tafkir that he didn't have complete. What we call about the concept of a gilgul. That in cases like that, Hashem sends the person back to this world as a normal, healthy, physical human being. But, he's meant to be confronted with the challenges he didn't yet overcome. Or he's given the opportunity to perfect what he didn't yet manage to perfect. But sometimes, in one's lifetime he's done things wrong. And as a result of that, there's a certain spiritual defect in that nashama. And if that person will come back to the world again, so he'll come back to the world with a physical blemish too. One which reflects the spiritual, so to speak, the spiritual lack that there is in his nashama. And that's how we learned the Chazal. And Chazal said, really, there shouldn't have been cripples or blind people or lame people born to, uh, to Goyim. That should have been something which only afflicts, afflicts Klai Yisrael. What's the reason for that? Because a Jew is a Neshama. And therefore, Hashem would have a Cheshman of sending a Neshama back down to the world to perfect itself. And if in its first lifetime there were certain areas where it had damaged itself, then that person is going to be born with a physical blemish the second time, with a certain disability. But the goyim that this doesn't apply to, so that's why Chazal say, really, there shouldn't have been such a factor by goyim. There shouldn't have been cases of goyim who were born with those physical imperfections. And that's what the person answers Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon. And he says, go to the craftsman who created me. It's true. He agreed he was incredibly ugly. Maybe even understood it was a result of a spiritual 
spiritual uh, imperfection is his neshama. But his argument was, if this is how I was born, I'm not to blame. I'm not to blame for the sins of a previous Gilgul. And Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon conceded he was right. That's what we explained in Barichus last week. One of the Tamil Chachamim in the show asked me that there's a further line in the Gemara. And the Gemara says that after that incident, Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon is, goes into the Bes Medrash and he teaches the following lesson. He says, says the Oilam, a person should always be as soft as a reed. Rach Kakane. Why? Because with a reed one writes the Sefer Torah. And the question is, why was that the lesson that Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon learned from the story? That one should always be as soft as a reed because with a reed one can write a Sefer Torah. So, let's begin with a principle. A principle we find in many Mepharshim. I'm going to quote it just in the name of the Meshachachma, but I can't say many other Mepharshim too. And that is, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us all the mitzvahs. So, of course, mitzvahs are meant to be fulfilled. One's meant to keep them with his body. But what about those mitzvahs, which for whatever reason the person doesn't have an ability to fulfill in a practical sense? It doesn't have a cumulative So there's a magnificent part of Rameh Simcha. And he says, when it comes to Kabbalah Satara, we know that when the Torah was offered to Klai Yisrael, they responded. And people said, Nasev and Nishma. But that's what the Torah tells us when the story of Kabbalah Satara is repeated in Pashas Mishpatim. When the Torah recounts the story of Kabbalah Satara in Pashas Yisrael, then Klai Yisrael's response, when Moshe offered them the Torah, is that they said, Kol Hashem all the people answered together and they said, whatever Hashem says you'll do. And that doesn't say Nishma. What's the difference? That the first time, Klausel's response is all the nation together said Nasev. And the second time it says that they said Nasev and Nishma. Explains it Meisimcha. And he says, that the Tariyag Mitzvahs we have it's impossible for any one person to become. There's some Mitzvahs which are given to kings and there's some Mitzvahs which are given to Prakani and there's some Mitzvahs for men and there's some Mitzvahs for women. And if that's the case there's no one person who can ever become the whole Tariyag Mitzvahs. And if that's the case when HaKadosh Baruch is presenting us with Tariyag Mitzvahs, what are we meant to say? Explains the Meshachach with the two options. The one option is we may not individually be able to keep all the Mitzvahs. 
but collectively Klai Yisrael can. Because within the ranks of Klai Yisrael are kings and kainim and judges. And therefore, Klai Yisrael's first response to accepting the Tariq Mitzvahs was Vayano Kol Om Yachtov. Klai Yisrael all answer together. The entire nation together and they say Kol Hashadib Rashem With a combined effort. Then we can keep everything. We can do everything Hashem said. We can be Mekayim all the Tariq Mitzvahs. That's one option. But there's a second option as well. And this is the first and tell us. Is there mitzvahs which a person is able to makai? There are mitzvahs which a person isn't able to makai. But those mitzvahs that a person is, has no ability to fulfill on a practical level, they can nevertheless connect to the spiritual koyach of that mitzvah by learning about that mitzvah. And therefore they explain the idea of Talmud Torah connected kolam is that Talmud Torah encompasses all the other mitzvahs. And any mitzvah a person can't do in a practical sense, they can get the benefits of. They can connect to the ruchniyas of by learning about that mitzvah. And therefore when Klai Yisrael is speaking communally, they can say everything Hashem says we'll do. Because as a nation we can do everything. But when Klai Yisrael is speaking as individuals, and no one individual can do everything. So then their response was, Naseh Nishma. What we can, we'll do. But Vinishma. What we can't do, well, this we'll learn about. And we'll fulfill the Tariyag Mitzvahs by learning about those Mitzvahs. And this applies on many levels. There's sometimes you can't make in the Mitzvahs because we're living at a time when we don't have that ability. Today in Godos, when we don't have a base of Mikdash, so there's no practical way to bring Karbanas. And nevertheless, the Gemara tells us that a person who is Oisech Petaras Oila is like he brought an Oila, and a person who is Oisech Petaras Chatos is like he brought a Chatos. So in some way we can still get the benefit of the Karbanas by learning about them. And sometimes a person isn't physically able to make a mitzvah. And if that's the case, you can still get the benefit of that mitzvah by learning about it. That's the principle. With that in mind, let's go back to the story. Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon had just learned a lesson. The ugly man had told him, this is the way Hashem created him. In other words, he was brought back as a Gilgal in the way he was. Just like we saw, a person can be born a Balmum. And it's coming because of a previous lifetime, a previous damage to that Neshama. But here Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Shimon had a question. And that is, 
if a person didn't fulfill what they were meant to in their lifetime, or perhaps they did something wrong which they need to correct, then it's understood why Hashem would bring them back as a Gilgal in a way where they have the opportunity to try again. In a way where they can make a second attempt and hopefully this time be more successful. But what he's thinking about is for what purpose would Hashem bring back somebody with a defect, with a disability, which is the result of what that person did wrong in the past? So be it. But it's in a way where he can't be metakanet. <coughs> Let's say as an example. A person who throughout the course of his life misused his hands. He used them to harm other Jews. He used them to steal. And as a result, it's decreed on him. And he's going to come back as a Gilgal. But without hands. So what's he coming to metakanet? He doesn't have the option of correcting what he did wrong because he doesn't have that ability. Why would Hashem send somebody back in a way where he can't be metakin? And on that level, Azarim Shimon came to the following understanding. And he said, when a person comes back with a disability, it must be that the reason Hashem brought him back in such a way is to hide out for him the area where he needs to fix. To show him the area where he's not perfect. What's he meant to do about it? And the answer is, even if as a result of that, he can't be Makayim that mitzvah, practically, he can still learn the Torah. He can still connect to the Torah of that means. That's for a person with a disability. And now, in the case he was dealing with, a person who would be brought back to this world with such a severe distortion of his features, they look so ugly. Again, Rabbi Lazar was sure. It was the result of a gamma in that person's neshama. What are they meant to do about it? That's the way they were created now. And therefore, Belazab Rabbi Shimon comes to understanding. It's there for a person to be attacking something. And in this case, it's there to make him humble. The Oilem Adam Rach. Why? It should be like the reed, because with the reed you write the Sefer Torah. So the point of Hashem bringing him back with a defect, with a mum, to enable him to be to write a Sefer Torah. To enable him to learn Torah with more application, with more dedication. Because that's what's going to attack him whatever it was that he did wrong. If you understand that principle, let's look at another chazal. The famous story of the greatest of the Chacham, Rabbi Yishev ben Hananiah, who was called the Chakim of the Yudai, the wisest of the Jews. 
And on one of his trips to Rome, the daughter of the Caesar says to him, she says, Such tremendous, dazzling wisdom in such an unsightly container. Pointing out that he also didn't look very handsome. And Rabbi Shira first proves to her that the content that a person has and their appearance don't depend on each other. He proves it from valuable wine which is stored in plain earthenware vessels. But the Gemara finishes with a very puzzling line. The Gemara finishes with the line that she says to him, but there were other Chachamim who were handsome. To which he responds, if they had been less handsome, they would have been bigger Chachamim. Why is that the case? We understand very well what Rabbi Yeshua said, that appearance and content don't depend on each other. But if that's the case, they should have no connection whatsoever to each other. It shouldn't be that a person who's wise has to be good-looking. It shouldn't be the other way around either. That a person who's less good-looking, they should be more wise. And yet, Rabbi Shur seems to connect the two. What's the reason? And the principle is the same you saw, we just learned from, from Rabbi Laza Rabbi Shimon. If in some way a person feels he's imperfect, that will make him more pliable, more rach. And if that's going to push him to excel more in Torah, then it's achieved its purpose. Of course, it can be chachamim without having a displeasing look. They aren't dependent on each other. But if a person feels that there's something amiss with him, and that he's going to now use as the, what's going to drive him to become greater in terror, then he's going to become greater in terror. Let's give one last example of this principle. In Harais, at the end, the Gemara gives a ranking of different levels of Klai Yisrael. A coin precedes a Levi, and the Levi precedes the Yisrael. And Israel precedes a Mamzer or a Nasin or anything else. Different levels in the hierarchy of Jewish Yechus. One of the categories the Gemara talks about is a Mamza. We know it's a spiritual blemish which renders a person unfit to marry into the Jewish people. Through no fault of their own. It's the result of the wrongdoing of their parents. And therefore, even though they aren't to blame, but the results of a neshama with a defect is they can't marry another Jew. And yet, the Gemara finishes that a mamzit tamil chacham is greater than the Kohen God. And that's the same you said. A person feels that there's something in one, some way wrong with them, that shouldn't be a reason to give up. There shouldn't be a reason to resign themselves to being inferior. That doesn't impact their ability to become great in terror. In fact, it could even be a catalyst. The reed can write a safer terror. 
the mamza can become the greatest Tamil Chacham. And that's the Tikkun. That's the Tikkun. For a person who can't be Mutakin Bemaisa, either because of a disability and therefore Hashem decided his body will be, so to speak, blemished in that area. Or in the case of the Mamza. Uh, for whatever reason, he was created with an Avera. Hashem doesn't allow him to marry a Jew. What a person who can't do with he can compensate for with terror. Nicer, or we can't do nicer Venishma. And therefore, a person like that also can become great, perhaps even greater. Let's go back to the possible. We ask the question. The Pasuk says it's, it's mitzvah say tishmur. You have to keep all the mitzvahs. What could be added by saying in b'chukai say terecha? What other requirement is there besides keeping all the mitzvahs? In Chazal Teras is brought in Rashi. It means you're going to be oisek b'terah. Shatia melim b'terah. Where do you see that in the words? I think the Zara Chaim asked this question. The Zara Chaim gives 42 different approaches to explaining. I'd like to explain something similar to one of the ideas Zara Chaim says. We know that the way Hashem makes the world is called a chukah. Hashem is chukah. He sets up the world to be. And never the Pasuk says like this. For those who became a kaim all the mitzvahs, as mitzvah say you're going to guard all the mitzvahs, that's for sure in a way to be given bracha. To deserve all the brachas Hashem promises. And what about the person who was b'chukai said, Hashem made a choik, Hashem created him. The way Hashem established him was in a way that he can't be makaim all the mitzvahs, He's created it with a physical disability or he's created in a certain time where he can't be Mekayim all the mitzvahs. What's he meant to do? And the answer is Telechu. A person can go with the Chayk Hashem created too. With whatever position Hashem created with him, he can still achieve. But how? How's he going to achieve if there's no way practically he can Mekayim mitzvahs? How is he going to get the benefit of Tefillin if he doesn't have an arm? How is he going to have the benefit of Shaif if he has no ability to hear? That's what Chazal had. Shaitu Amelim Batayra. Because by being Amal Batayra, it can compensate for anything that a person can't do. By being Amal Batayra, can compensate for anything else that a person doesn't have. And therefore, whatever the Chayk may be, Whatever the way Hashem set things up. You can go with that and become great. Because He always has the ability to be Amal Batayra. And Amalis Batayra is also a way to preserve all the brachas that there are.